Hello, everybody. Hey there, it's me, Nikki Asher Bowling from It's Going to Be Okay, the podcast where we embrace the journey, share uplifting stories, and explore real life tips on navigating the twists and turns, especially when it comes to living with depression and anxiety. I'm here to remind you that there's a community of support cheering you on. Life's road can be bumpy, and many of us face the challenges of managing our mental health, but fear not, because on this podcast, we're not just talking about the struggles, we're sharing practical advice, genuine experiences, and the stories of incredible individuals who have discovered their own paths to resilience. So whether you're looking for a boost of motivation, seeking coping strategies, or wanting to connect with others who understand, Join me on this journey. Together, we'll laugh, learn, and find the strength to face whatever comes our way. This podcast is more than words. It's a lifeline of encouragement and a reminder that even in the darkest moments, it's going to be okay. Grab your favorite beverage, settle in, and let's dive into the heartwarming tales and valuable advice that makes life's challenges a conquerable adventure. Thank you for turning in and let the journey begin. Yay. <laughs> Let me turn the music off. I love that music. So how's it going, everybody? I know I missed last week, so I'm so sorry. There wasn't an announcement or anything I had. A challenging week. <laughs> yes. And um, I had tons to do at my house. It wasn't fun. But let's just say washing all the bedding and the clothes and spraying furniture and moving furniture and cleaning and repeating that numerous times was the order of the week. So by the time the end of the week rolled around, I was plum tired. So I didn't put it out. I didn't do a live. I didn't put out a video or anything. So um, if you hear any noises going on, it's my animals in the room. So, so sorry about that. But if I leave them out, they're even more loud. So, but I wanted to do something different. And I thought, I talked to my life coach and she suggested that I find a thread and answer some questions. And I've not been like a big Reddit person. I do post on there. Well, I used to post on there regularly, but um, it's not something that I, it's not my thing. Now, one of my sons goes out there all the time and causes havoc on people's lives. And I've talked to him about that because he just likes to be a turd. So, but anyway, so I found a couple of, I thought I printed off some um, pages and these are actual people that are asking for advice. I don't know who they are. Of course, everybody has their own weird name. And um, so I'm going to read their request that they put out. 
and then I'm going to respond. Some of them are heart. I mean, to me, they all seem heartfelt. There's probably a lot more going on there in those situations than what we are, um, what we have, you know, information or uh, we're privy to. Um, some of them are pre pretty much sad. And, um, and the thing about it is I noticed that a lot of, a lot of them are young, young adults. And that is just so discerning to me and upsetting. It just breaks my heart. Um, so I thought we could get into, I did a couple that are from depression, a couple that are for um, anxiety, you know, um, there's a couple that, um, there's one in here that sounds pretty serious to me. Um, people have reached out to this person and all of these, um, the thre the two threads that I was on, um, they, and these are people that are either, they have requesting support or need advice, you know, so they're not just someone that's, you know, just whatever. Um, but the, the threads that they're on, um, there's an 800 number for suicidal watch or um, for them to go out and call if they feel like they're suicidal. So I feel like that's good. This isn't someplace where you go to get professional advice. This is just a community of people who suffer from depression or anxiety, and we're all there to support each other. And that's, that's just all it is. So, um, so I'm going to start, I have one easy one. <laughs> we'll start off with that one. Um, so someone is requesting support. What, which foods can be helpful in depression? So I've talked about this numerous times. Um, you're probably low in proteins. So you need to, you know, up your proteins if you are looking for some foods to help you. Um, you definitely need um, some supplements, probably vitamins. Um, one that um, I that was brought to my attention just today as a reminder is magnesium, um, especially for women. We are there was a study done of about 170 women, and I don't have the stats, so don't quote me on this, but 89% of the women were low in magnesium. And that is something that we need, women need uh, for sure um, to, it helps with sleeping. It helps with depression. It helps with uh, bone. Um, so if you're an older late uh, woman, then you're you have a higher chance of suffering from osteoporosis. So having a magnesium, um, your levels up is a good thing to um, check on. So when I, like I said, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about last year, I did a food um, coaching program and it's the Thriving Thyroid with Shannon Hansen. And um, she calls it the Hansen method and she's a holistic um, thyroid coach. 
She's amazing. I love her. And they test your levels and it lets you know what supplements you're low in. And anyone who suffers with depression, the majority of us are low in proteins um, and other vital minerals. Um, one of the ones that I discovered was folic acid. I was low in that. So those are definitely some things that um, you need to check on. Now, um, I discovered this lady on, I guess she does Instagram and TikTok shorts or reels or whatever, but I saw her on um, YouTube shorts and she's a doctor and she has done open some done some clinic and studies and things like that. It's the Galveston Diet on Facebook. That's the Facebook page that she manages. But she um, talks about how we need to. There's a test that you can take, and you gauge how much food you're eating, and then. It tells you how much like magnesium that you're getting or how much minerals or vitamins or whatever, whatever it is that you're tracking. And it'll tell you whether you need to up it in one area or lower in another area or whatever. Um, I probably just messed up the whole spill about her, but she is wonderful. Um, let me get her name because I just discovered her. She's a doctor. and. Um, pretty fantastic. I sent it to my mom and my sisters. So hold on here. She is, of course, there's a uh, Dr. Mary Claire Haver, H-A-V-E-R. And um, so she's a, a doctor. She's got a lot of letters after her her name so but she's a board certified obstetrics and gynecology gynecology specialist certified menopause practitioner from the menopause society um, and certified culinary medicine specialist so she's knows what foods that you can um eat to help you and some of those Things that you're lacking, like sleep and depression and whatever it is you're worrying about. So I would definitely look her up. Um, so that was the first one from my Reddit thread that I found. I thought, well, this is an easy one. I can spout food off. Like some of the ones that she spouted off right away for magnesium was um, spinach, uh, pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, um, Greek yogurt. So all of those Greek yogurt that doesn't have the sugars in it, okay? And then she says that she has that. Like she does her, like she eats all this so that she, because she's going through it too. Okay. So the next one um, is a pretty long but. We'll read it and then I'll let you know what I think about it. So it says, hey, everyone needs advice. Hey, everyone. I'm not going to say their name or whatever. Um, the last week or so, I've been feeling intense 
having intense feelings that something is seriously wrong with me. Sometimes I get this feeling where the whole world feels like it's spinning and I feel so lightheaded. I'm about to pass out, but I never actually do. I don't know how else to explain it, but it feels like I'm about to die. And I've been feeling this way a lot recently. I'm having one of those episodes right now and my heart is pounding so hard. It's difficult for me to even type this. I've been having some kind of sinus issues the last few months. I had a sinus infection in December. I took antibiotics for it and went away. Um, I've been still been stuffy. And when I blow my nose, sometimes there's blood in my mucus. Uh, whenever I see blood, I get that feeling that there's something deeply wrong with me. Although I saw my doctor and he didn't find anything worrisome. But this past week or so, I've been getting these intense symptoms and I can't even tell if they're real or all in my head. I'm too scared to go to the doctor because I'm worried they're going to tell me something horrible like my sinus infection spread to my brain or worse, I have a brain tumor or something. Please help and give me any advice because I really don't know what to do. So this uh, person that posted does have a lot of comments on here. I haven't commented. I just wanted to use it for um, today's episode, but he is suffering from anxiety. Um, he's having panic attacks. I can just tell you that right away um, because I've had those feelings um, of things where certain doom is coming upon you and you don't know how to explain it. Um, you feel lightheaded. You have, um, you feel like you're dizzy, you're spinning, and you're about to pass out, but you never do. Um, those are panic attacks. So I would first and foremost tell this person to go to the doctor and say, I'm having these attacks, these panic, these are panic attacks. Um, if the doctor doesn't listen, then he needs to go to a counselor or a psychiatrist or something. Um, now, the blood in his nose is probably just from inflammation of him having the sinus infections and just blowing his nose and sneezing and coughing, all that is just irritation. And that should go away. But because he's having this anxiety, it's causing him to think that he might have a tumor or something. Well, you know, once he gets help with that from the doctor, you know, with medication or whatever, that should subside. However, um, this person needs some techniques to help with calm, self-calming issues. So when I'm having a panic attack, I have to go immediately away from the situation, go to a quiet room. If I'm usually I'm at home when I'm having these episodes. So I will just leave the room and go to a different room and turn everything off because usually stimulation aggravates the anxiety symptoms or the panic attack symptoms, right? So if there's some, if I'm watching something boisterous on the TV, then the, um, that's just going to aspirate my symptoms, right? So that's just where I have to go to a quiet place um, and do some controlled breathing. You just kind of like meditation, 
usually meditation helps me a lot. Um, or I pray and ask, dear God, please help me. I feel like I'm dying at the moment. <laughs> but, and then sometimes um, one of my animals, now our dog is super sensitive to our emotions and she will come and lay her head on my leg or when it's sit, get up next to me on the couch and then I can pet her. That usually just, redirecting myself helps a lot. Now, there have been times in the past where it's taken me longer to calm down. It just happens. So I will, I know there's been times when I've had to turn the lights off, turn the sounds off and just sit there with my eyes closed and focus on breathing in and out, even breathing until I feel like I can manage the moment. And that's what you're doing is managing that moment that you're in. Okay. And then you can go to the next thing. Because then once that pressure off your chest subsides, then you feel like you can breathe normally. You know, but if you don't focus on that, you're going to feel like you're going to have a heart attack. And you're going to feel like you've got a ton of bricks on your chest. And you're, I mean, you're going to hyperventilate. That's, that's just all there is to it. Yes, it is um, psycho, psychotic, psychosis, whatever you want to call it. But in the moment, it feels real to the person that's having those, those feelings. Don't discount someone who's having a panic attack. You know, if you've never experienced that, don't throw them off. Don't, I mean, have some empathy for that person until you've experienced yourself. You don't know what it's like, you know, um, to have something that feels so real happen. And then you're like thinking, okay, is this for real or Am I having an attack? You know, and then you have to do your self-care moments things. So me, my doctor prescribes me anti-anxiety medication that I take. And I take it, um, I'm, I can take it up to three times a day, but I usually get by with taking it once a day. Now, when I was going through my big <laughs> exodus from work, I was on a 30-day review. I was taking it three times a day and practicing self-care, meditation, whatever you want to call it. And I was barely making it. I felt like I had breathing bricks down my throat. But it was just a stressful time. So you just need, if you're the person experiencing it, you need to figure out what will help you in the moment, you know, and if leaving the situation helps, then just leave the situation, you know, that's what you have to do. Okay. So, um,
This next one, it made me mad when I read it because I wanted to punch somebody in the throat. <laughs> this poor person. I thought, how could someone be so dumb? Anyway, um, so this person, um, they were venting, um, but they suffer from anxiety. And her title is The Cashier Humiliated, humiliated Me Today. And I went I I printed this one off to read for those of you who don't suffer from anxiety, because if you don't suffer from anxiety and you are um, around someone who has anxiety, please show some, some empathy toward that person. You don't know, just like I was saying in previously about the other um, the poor guy that felt like he was dying and needed help. So, so this person is, I've been trying really hard, but I'm very scared of going into stores on my own, especially at the cash register today, despite begging my mom to come along, she hyped me up and said, I only have to buy one thing. I've got this. I went into the store on my own to buy one box of hair dye. My hair right now gives me anxiety as I kind of have a bleach bell going off, yellow roots, green tips, but I didn't expect anyone to really care. And I fought against my brain and went outside despite feeling silly. Well, someone did care, apparently. As I was anxiously waiting to hand the cashier the money and ran out, run out as fast as I can, she loudly told me, I'm just going to make my hair look, off, look awful hair look even worse. If I keep buying box dye, I should invest in going to an actual hairdresser to fix that mess. There were so many people behind me and I felt my face going bright red as I was just left speechless. I didn't even defend myself myself or say anything I was just quiet and said we'll see before bursting into tears in the car I felt so humiliated and even worse about my hair and my inability to defend myself I feel like this set my progress back by a lot so um seriously adults <laughs> obviously this was a young person who had had a bad bleach going on with their hair and I've seen plenty of bad bleach hairdos trust me and obviously you know that's what it is when you see it someone had a bad hair day um she went into the store bought the the hair dye to fix it she's obviously going to fix her hair so she doesn't need you to point out the obvious to everybody in the store and publicly humiliate somebody. Now, one of my coworkers that I used to work with had a little saying on her um, signature on her emails. It says, be kind because you don't know what sort of battle they are going through. And as soon as I read this, that uh, quote came up in my head. I don't know who said it. But um, she, no matter what, we should be kind to one another. 
because we don't know what kind of day they're having. I mean, obviously we didn't know that cash register that cashier didn't know that poor girl. Her mom had to hype her up to go in, give her the courage, the money to go in and buy her own hair dye because she's struggling with interacting with people at the cash register. And I know this experience because my youngest son, I wanted him to go in. I got so mad at him and I couldn't understand why. But he was a teenager. Actually, I think he was 13 or 14. And I wanted him to run into the gas station and get me something to drink. And he flipped the crap out. He's like, please don't make me go in there. Don't, I'm begging you. I can't do it. I can't handle it. It's it's too stressful for me. And I was like, what is your freaking problem? <laughs> you know? And the thing of it is, I didn't realize it at the time that he suffers from anxiety and he's been diagnosed now he as an adult, but, and I, but I, I was just so narrow-minded at the time. I was like, this kid has got, he's got to get a thick skin. I mean, the gas station wasn't that big. I mean, I could see him walk up there and I didn't want to go in because I had picked him up from the school and I didn't, I wasn't dressed. I had on pajamas. And um, anyway, so I didn't want to go in the gas station with pajamas on. But I, after that, I didn't make him, I realized that, you know, even though I got mad at him, I told him, I said, okay, I realize you must, and we had a conversation about it. I said, I'm sorry, you know, I apologize. I'm sorry I got mad at you. I just didn't understand why it was so hard for you to go in there, you know, because it was no big thing to me, but he was like, he's like, I get nervous, mom. You know, I don't know what to do. You know, I know I can go get the, the drink, but when I get to the cashier, I get nervous. I don't know what they want. Sometimes they don't tell you how much it costs and, and you're just standing there and they're just looking at you. And uh, so I was like, okay, I understand. So I never made him do it again, you know, but I hope he got over it. I mean, I think he did because he goes out and buys stuff all the time. <laughs> Unless he goes to the self-checkout. <laughs> I don't know. But so obviously this young person is experiencing the same anxiety at the cash registers. You know what? And it could be something else. They, I know in the schools around here, because I live in a rural community, they don't have um, like classes for that teaches skills, like life skills. So they don't teach them how to, you know, balance a checkbook or, or go pay for things at the store or um, how to cook, how to sew, anything like that. And so maybe they're in the same situation, you know, and, but like I said before, be kind because you don't know what kind of battle someone is, is fighting that day or in that moment. And that's why I wanted to read this one too, because hopefully this poor person will realize that 
that cashier was just ignorant. And, um, and you know, and maybe next time she can have something prepared to say, why do you think I'm buying the dye? You know, I am fixing my hair and mind your own business. You know, I tell people mind their own business all the time in a very nice way. So, but um, anyway, so let's see here. I want to make sure we're not sucking up all of our time. I have two more and I think I'll, well, I printed out two more, but I think I'll do one more so that I'm not, um, cause I've tried to keep it under an hour cause I could sit here all day and just ramble on with y'all and, uh, <sighs> okay. So this one is requesting advice, um, tips to cope with existential dread and emptiness. So, um, so I'm wondering if anyone might have any tips or could relate. Essentially, the worst part about depression for me is how it makes me feel like life is empty, like nothing has any relevance, and like there's no point. It's almost a physical pain in my chest. In a way, I feel that the world in and of itself and then life as a whole are empty deserts. An image that pops up frequently in my head is that of a desert with a few crooked dead trees and a cloudless blue sky. Cloudless blue skies are the worst for me. They make me struggle so much. Is this a depression thing or am I just weird? If someone relates, how do you cope with it? Also, yes, I'm on medication, but I get these bouts so often. What it's done is take away the panic attacks, and the anxiety. So it sounds like, um, so this person has been on medication and it's the, the medication has helped with his anxiety and panic attacks, but he's still suffering from um, the depression. So he may need to talk to his um, doctor again and ask them, um, for something else to go along with that. Um, so I take anti-medication or anti-anti-medication. <laughs> yeah, I would love to take some anti-medication. <laughs> Dear Jesus. Um, anti-anxiety medication, but I also take uh, medication for depression. So um, maybe he needs to talk to his doctor about that. Now, um, what I would talk to ask him about or ask whoever this is. I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but um, is when, and they're very, it seems like they're very vivid in their mind, like with their um, graphics. So he feels like his life is like an empty desert images that pops up frequently of a desert with crooked dead trees and a cloudless blue skies. My first thought would be, um, what would you want your life to look like when that happens? You know, instead of a desert, do you, would you rather have, you know, a beach with some palm trees and you laying on a hammock, you know, get some pictures like that. And, and every time one of those pops up, go look at those pictures instead, 
you know, or have a, a blue sky with some clouds and some, you know, pretty birds flying through it, you know, something like that. That would be my first thought. And um, let's see if there's anything else I missed. His, But the thing of it is these people are doing things to help themselves. And I love that, you know, and it's, it's not that, um, they're just like, oh, woe is me, you know, and, you know, but they actually, and some of them, they actually interact, you know, I, there were some others that I had actually posted on a, a week or so ago and they interacted with me and, um, I didn't, those are, I didn't use any of those for today, but, um, it, they, I mean, they're actually looking for some support or some answers, you know. Um, I know one person was asking for a, a, a friend's husband or something like that. And um, and the one thing that that I took away from the conversation was that the husband always does well for a month or two and then he relapses. So his self, he does his self care. He does his medication, does his exercises, eating good. And then he relapses where he doesn't do any of that. And, and that's the thing that I went through when I first started doing my, my self care was I would have a bad bout of depression and and then I would go, it was in like a week or two when I didn't do anything, you know, to help myself. And then I got back into the groove. I had to start doing those things again. And it was just a cycle. I just kept doing that. Every time I broke that cycle because of depression, I just started it back and back up again. But each time that I did that, my depression, bouts of depression went, were smaller shorter times and not as, um, as severe, I want to say. And so as I've said in the past that dealing with depression and having these self-care routines is not rocket science. I mean, we all can benefit, benefit from self-care, from journaling, from eating healthy, from, taking our medication and getting our sleep in and, 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 so, you know, grooming, you know, taking your showers and cleaning your body. But for someone who suffers from depression and anxiety, that's, it's hard. It's hard work to keep that up. And then sometimes you just crash and burn. And then you're like, oh man, I messed up. You know, I didn't keep the momentum going. It's okay get up and you start it over again. And when I first started out with my, my life coach that I have, I was like, man, she probably thinks I suck, you know, cause we would, I would do well for several weeks and then I would just crash and burn. And she'd be like, are you okay? I'm like, no. And I'd be crying and the whole world's coming to an end and I hadn't taken my medicine. And <laughs> I mean, it might just self in self-destruct mode over here, you know, but you have to keep at it. You have to keep at it. And 
that's the sucky part about it is you have to keep at it. It's simple things. We know, we know we need to put deodorant on, but do you know how far away the deodorant is from when you're laying on the couch and you're feeling horrible? It's a freaking 50 freaking thousand miles away. It feels like that. It feels like the world is coming down on your head. And I mean, there have been times where I've sat on my couch and I've just waited. I knew I needed something to drink. I knew I needed to take my medicine. I knew I, there's tons of stuff I knew I needed to do, but I could not get off the couch. And I would wait for someone to walk by me and say, hey, can you bring me a fresh cup of ice water? Or, or whatever. My son would, I drove him nuts with that stuff. And he wouldn't come down for hours because he knew the minute he would come down, I would have a list of stuff for him to do because I was in so depressed. I was in, I was so depressed and I, I just couldn't do it. And I was closer to the kitchen than he was. He was upstairs in his room. I mean, I know people, I know I know what you're going through. And, and that's why I keep getting on here and talking about this. Because you're feeling like it's never going to end. And, but I'm here to tell you that it does end. You just, you got to keep, keep up with it. You got to take your medication. You got to talk to your doctor. You need the journal. You need to meditate or pray. Whatever it is you do, you need to eat healthy. You need to cut out the processed foods in your life. I swear they are trying to kill all of us with the processed foods in the grocery stores. Stop shopping down the aisles. Get your meats and vegetables. I'm serious, people. And exercise. Even if it's just walking around your house outside, it's worth it. And I'm telling you, it's going to be okay. Today, it feels like the world's going to end, but it is going to be okay. I promise you. So I hope this has helped you. And if it has, Please comment, like, and subscribe. Please. <laughs> okay. But you can share with someone you love. So we all know someone who's suffering from depression. Okay. I did forget to do the um, my promo consultation. That's okay. I'm still running it. So if you need a life coach, I'm running a free promo right now. So you can go and um, even if you comment on the uh, video and tag me at it's going to be okay, I will see it and I will reach out to you. So um Otherwise, if y'all like this, I will continue to do these Reddit um, responses. These poor people, I 
I just feel I reading some of them takes me back to those moments I I had where I just felt no hope. I felt no hope at all. So anyway, I hope this has helped you. I will talk to you later and I will see you next week. Bye.